0: Welcome to your business education station. This is Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Our mission is to educate women and people of color about the financial and legal aspects of business, personal finance, and changing your money mindset to create financial freedom. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Florence Seiler, CPA, and Attorney Althea DeVar-Johnson.
1: Well, 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 good morning, good morning, good morning, mind your business listeners. Today you guys are in for a treat because you couldn't afford the information that you're going to get today, right Althea? Let's
2: let's hope so, uh, <laughs> uh, but good morning to the listening audience and good morning to you, Dr. Flo.
1: Good morning, Althea, good morning. Well, first of all, uh, mind your business listeners, you're like family to me, so let me just say that this show uh, that we're about to have is very, very timely. Uh, Attorney Althea DeBar is going to be answering a lot of your estate planning questions. We have emails from our listeners, and we are going to be answering some of those emails today. And, you know, as God would have it, I am in a personal family situation right now uh, with a family member, a loved one uh, who I am responsible for, who is on life support as we speak and so those you guys out there you need to tune in and make sure you understand that your ducks need to be in line things need to be in order because you never know when you'll be in this situation uh and so in another 48 hours uh i will have to face the devastating um decision of whether to sustain a loved one's life or take them off of life support and that is why it is so very important um, to have a living will and to know uh, what your loved one's uh, wishes are uh, before they're in this situation. Right. Right, attorney. Yes.
2: But I think, uh, Dr. Flo, you are in a, a type a different type of unique situation with your cousin. And you might want to explain to the listener or the audience what that unique situation is.
1: Uh, well, my cousin and I, uh, were very close growing up, uh, and her mother and my mother, uh, were very, very close sisters. And before my aunt's death, um, she had asked me to make sure that her daughter was okay. And her daughter is a ward of the state, um, has been in mental health, uh, ever since she was a young adult. And so, um, now, uh, we are facing the issue that the state has turned her over to the hospital. And now, um, of course, the state has told them uh, that I I am the point person um, to make decisions regarding her health care. However, most uh, of our listeners uh, usually are not in the predicament of already having those types of things prepared. And you might find yourself in a situation where you get a phone call in the middle of the night and a loved one um, cannot um, make health care decisions for themselves because they're unresponsive, they're unconscious. And now you find yourself in a position of having to call emergency family meetings and make decisions um, that you're not prepared to make. And that is why uh, attorney Althea uh, DeBar Johnson is, you know, her to me, Althea, your your work is so much like a ministry. And uh, that's why we do what we do here with our listeners to try to help you um, get prepared and, and, you know, have things in order before some of the most uh, emotional and devastating things occur in your life. Right.
2: That, that's true. Um, my practice is about the business of living. And I think the unique situation as far as your cousin's concerned, though, you may want it to be proactive with your cousin and get the appropriate documents in place so that you can have full authority over her. The issue is that because she has some mental health issues, she may not have been capable to make those decisions or uh, be able to execute any kind of documents to appoint anyone. So you are in a very different situation versus a lot of our uh, the Amer- A lot of Americans out there who can be proactive, who can make certain decisions, who can give it some thought as to who they want to serve as their health care agent or uh, make decisions, the end of life decisions for them or uh, do those kinds of things to uh, uh, help them if they need um someone to represent them in some of their financial affairs. So there's a difference. You can be proactive, but sometimes the, the person that you're being proactive for can't help you. But then we have a duty and responsibility while we are capable and in our, as our grandmother would say, right minds. Yes. To make some decisions and not put our family members in the same type of situation that you find yourself in, unfortunately, um, due to the fact that you know your cousin just possibly could not make those decisions.
1: Absolutely, Athia, she she could not, um, and so um, you know, hopefully, um, the rest of my family, um, uh, pretty much, I, I don't anticipate any problems with the rest of my family, but listeners out there, you you know, these are the types of things we all know. Uh, there've been scenarios that Althea and I can speak to where families have actually been divided, uh, over these types of issues. And it can cause a lot more stress than it needs to, because this is already a very emotional time and you don't want to add the stress of bickering and fighting Uh, over uh, a loved one when that loved one could have spoke uh, their wishes prior and uh, then everyone would have to be on the same page and just honoring that person's wishes.
2: Right, right. And that's why being proactive, that's why taking care of matters while we can is so important. I I think most people think the estate plan is about dying and it's not. It's about life. Uh, Your cousin. Is still with us, but certain decisions have to be made while in life, mm-hmm. and so again, uh, there's always that possibility that your cousin may pull through. We're gonna hope and pray to God that that's the case, but so, but if that's not the case, then again, um, I don't think you or anybody else would like be placing that type of situation, and again. I wouldn't want to be placed in that situation where they have to make those kinds of kinds of decisions because they're not easy. Not at
1: no, all. No, they are not. They are not. Now Althea, tell us, tell us from your practice, okay? Tell us from your practice. What what are what are those statistics? What are things that you see out there um as far as are are we as Americans, are we as African Americans are we prepared for this type of thing? What 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 has been your experience with with your practice and your clients? My
2: experience has been that most of us are not prepared for any type of situation that may occur in our lives or our family lives. Um, that's why I'm at, in the probate court almost every week, um, dealing or Representing incapacitated adults or, or minor children, um, situations where right now uh, there's a need for a guardian or there's a need for a conservator, and, and a guardian is a person who manages and care uh, and take care and make decisions for um, their health care, uh, where they'll stay, any type of treatments, dealing with um, the doctors and the, the hospitals and, and, and obtaining medical records. And then the finance, uh, then as a conservator, the court can appoint to a conservator to manage their their financial affairs, uh, dealing with their bills, dealing with uh, assets, trying to find assets. So I'm in court every week with people who have not been proactive or prepared, and now they find themselves in situations, and the fi- family find themselves in situations. But as to estate planning or, or 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 what we find is that the number of people dying without wills has increased since since the year two thousand. Wow. Approximately fifty five percent of American adults do not have a will. They don't have an exit strategy. Wow. And, and that's that's problematic. Now here's the thing that, that gets me a lot. Do you know that there is at least $1 billion in life insurance policies that remain unclaimed as of 2013? Ooh. You know why? Because there's no exit strategy. A lot of times when our relatives or loved ones passes away, they haven't left any kind of information to where to find their documents. Wow. You haven't gone, you haven't You haven't itemized or catalog or put in a safe deposit box or wherever where these documents are. So we have over a billion dollars sitting with life insurance companies. There's over $400 billion in unclaimed money in the United States held by banks,
1: life insurance companies, other companies, and the government's. Yeah, because people don't realize that when your loved one dies, you're supposed to file the last tax return. Uh, you're supposed and so to file the,
2: the IRS, tax- yeah. Yeah, and try to locate their assets. Absolutely. But if you don't know where to go, it's like a needle in a haystack. So, so you have folks who these companies holding money that probably very well needed to be with the families. You can't find it. And even if the person has to die, if they're incapacitated to the extent that they can't tell you and you can't find any of that information in their in their personal belongings, here we are again.
1: Well Althea, that's why what you did was so important. Um, Althea and I started doing a free live Seminar is called Life to Death, and that was one of the things that we were trying to do um, with the attendees at the Life to Death series. Is we were trying to get them to put their uh, uh, documents and everything in one location, uh, have everything prepared, even to the point where you know what funeral arrangements you want to make. Uh, because believe it or not, everybody we are passing through; we are not here forever. So it's going to be inevitable. Um, and it's not something that we want to talk about on a regular basis, but it is inevitable. And it just makes sense to protect your loved ones by putting all this stuff in one place and telling somebody where this information is so that you won't be uh, amongst your assets, won't be amongst the 400 billion in assets that's unclaimed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I also want to stress is that a lot of people
2: just think that it happens to folks in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Mm. But that is not true. These kinds of issues are occurring among millennials, young people, people with children, mortgages, and all kinds of other financial issues. I don't go to court representing just the elderly, I go to court representing young people, too. Mm.
1: And that's so true. Why do we think that just because we're uh, not 60 yet that, you know, that we are in invincible? Um, Like you said, you know, can you imagine? Remember, Althea, you and I always talking about how many GoFundMe pages um, are going around the country just to bury someone who uh, was younger because that young person didn't think that they needed a life insurance policy. Amen. All the time. All the time. So, so, so we also have, so Althea, you're telling me that this money that's unclaimed in governments and so forth. um, There are other assets too. You, You talked about stocks and bonds and things like that. That just, you know, you didn't even know your loved one had.
2: And and Dr. Flo, we're going to talk about that after we take this short break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com.
4: Thanks for listening to Mind Your Business Radio. And we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to Facebook.com backslash Mind Your Biz Radio or search Mind Your Business Radio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to your business education station.
0: You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Siler and Althea DeBar Johnson.
1: Well, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We are here talking to the esteemed attorney, Althea <laughs> DeBar Johnson. She is on top of her game when it comes to uh, estate planning, probate, uh, wills, living wills, all types of documents, and you guys, I don't know about you, uh, but there aren't too many African American women in this line, in this profession, uh, and so you all are blessed to have Althea Debar Johnson to to uh, email and address all of your issues. But but Althea, we got to make a correction because you know Dr. Flo was off her game today. Uh, those of you all who are listening who get our newsletters uh, every Tuesday morning to let you know what our show will be about. I mistakenly said that we were going to be visiting uh, Attorney Aisley Smith next week. That's actually in March. That's actually the first Tuesday in March. Uh, so next week, Althea, do you know we're going to be live on location, correct? Yes.
2: The ladies of the Atlanta View will be at Buttersweet Bakery, and that's at. 625 North Central Avenue, Hatesville, Georgia. So that's where we'll be at Buttersweet Bakery, and I can't wait because I just love, love, love her sweet. I'm just
1: exactly. A, I have a sweet
2: tooth. Always.
1: <laughs> oh, look, good. you know Leah doesn't speak up that often, but I heard her loud and clear this time. So this is 625. What is the address again out there? North
2: Central Avenue, Hate. Phil, H-A-P-E-V-I-L-L-E, Georgia.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So that's where we're going to be. So we actually have two uh, live location shows back to back this particular time. Uh, and so this time we are going to be at the uh, the Buttersweet Bakery. I can't wait.
2: And we're uh, asking everybody who can, can be there, please be there, because that is an absolute treat.
1: Yes. Yes. And you guys are going to want to meet the ladies of the Atlanta view. Uh, the ladies of the Atlanta view are, are entrepreneurs and they have really, really, really good heads on their shoulders. And they have some comments and, and things uh, about entrepreneurship, just about life, relationships, all types of things. And so I am so blessed to have met these ladies um, and it is the ladies of the Atlanta view, and so we'll all be getting together. We have so much fun when we get together. We're going to get together next Tuesday. Yes.
2: But to right, answer so, your question, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Althea. Yeah. What you to saying? answer your question about uh, the stocks and the bonds, um, yes. would you believe that approximately 3 million people in the United States have not claimed $10 billion were for stocks and bonds. Oh, MG. and the reason probably is because the original owner is deceased. Mm-hmm. And of course the original owner did not share information with um, his loved ones. So we have no way of knowing where these stocks and bonds are. Mm-hmm. And one of the other things that I try to tell people is that when a person died, there. are you have to go to the probate court to seek authority to represent the estate. It is not automatic because there's a will out here or there's a will that, that the decedent uh, prepared and executed. You still must get authority. You still must get here in Georgia called letter uh testamentary. So you must act. It, it's not automatic because the only way you can claim Part of this $10 billion in stocks and bonds is that you have the authority to do so and to represent the estate. Okay,
1: so you can't just walk up there talking about, uh, uh, I want my mama's money or I want my dad's money or I want my sister's money. or, Or my wife or my husband's money. Wow, even wives and husbands. Wow. If it's not a joint account, you can't do it.
2: You, you can't do it. You can't do it if you're not a, a beneficiary. And even if you are a beneficiary, you still have to do certain things. So, wow, so that's, that's where we are.
1: OK, that that's that's amazing to me. Um, I do want to say we're going to be reading emails today, but we always want to give out the phone number just in case we have somebody whose email we missed. Our phone number is eight hundred four six three six seven four eight. If you want to talk to Althea, that's eight hundred go for it. Eight hundred four six three six seven four eight is the number. If you want to talk to Althea Debar Johnson, but I'm telling you, we got enough emails here. We get enough stuff from you guys. We we could do a couple of shows. But 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 Althea, do you mind if I get to some of you got a, you got some fan mail here? Do you? Do you mind if I get to it? Sure. Go right Okay. Ahead. <laughs> Althea, Sherry wrote uh, that her husband died six months ago. Wow. He has a will. In his will, he gave his interest in the marital home to his two children of a previous marriage. Sherry and her husband have a mortgage on the property. Sherry ask, uh, wants to know, can her husband's property interest be transferred uh, to the children, or what's going to happen to Sherry since you know um, he left his interest to the children?
2: And believe it or not, Doctor Flo, I get this question all the time. Wow. Um. And there's a couple of questions here, but the short answer is yes. He prepared a will. He's stating in his will that he wants his share of the property or interest in the property to go to his two children of a previous marriage. So, yes, uh, his interest can be transferred to the children. But one of the questions I would ask uh, this uh, person or Sherry is, in the will, did it state somewhere that the children shall get the interest subject to the mortgage? Mm. If it's subject to the mortgage, so they are they will be responsible for that mortgage or their share of the mortgage. If not, if it doesn't say in the will that there's that their property or their interest is subject to the mortgage, then it's Sherry and her husband who's and the estate at this point who's says gonna be responsible for that mortgage. Wow. So, so they,
1: they could have interest in the property and, and still not have the responsibility of the mortgage is what you're saying. That's exactly right. And that depends on what the will
2: stated, whether he was trying to give it his interest free and clear of any uh, liability or he asked that they they share in any, any responsibility. And I don't know if this was a will that uh, her husband wrote on her on his own. Because a lot of people, what I find is that a lot of people, they prepare their own will. They go to Office Depot or they go to LegalZoom uh, <laughs> and they prepare their own will. But this is the evidence of how you can hurt yourself or hurt someone else or, you know, when you don't go to a probate and estate planning attorney to kind of talk through all the scenarios or all the issues, possible issues that is unique to your family situation.
1: Wow. So. Now, now, now Althea, what if Sherry doesn't have a good relationship with her stepchildren? Cause these are her stepchildren. Um, are her stepchildren able to, depending on if their interest is more than hers, are they able to force her out of her home?
2: Most times, in these situations, the stepchildren and the, and the present wife do not have a good relationship. Or they may have had a re- good relationship while the husband was living, but then all heck break loose once the person passes away. Mm. And that's what I also find in these in these situations. Uh, and yes, there can be a sale force but of course, you know, the mortgage company has the first lien. So you... So depending on what the situation is, if, if it's upside down, if it's underwater, I don't know what what the decision would be for Sherry because depending on what the will states, Sherry might be the sole responsible person as far as that mortgage is concerned.
1: So So Althea, how do people get in this situation? Could it have been that her husband created his will before him and Sherry got married? Um, do you think that maybe that's how they got in that situation? Or because it looks like, I mean, why would you transfer your interest? I don't know, maybe to to your children. And, you know, you have a wife. But unless you your plan was to make sure that, um, you know, that your children, you know, got some of your property. But it seems to me like you would want to also take care and protect, protect the wife's interests as well. Anything? she probably is because of course she has a she
2: has a half interest in 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 the property I, i'm suspe- suspecting she she does but again this is where I, i'm suspecting this is where people do their own wills this is some of the drawback and the the uh, uh situations where people have do their own wills and they haven't thought the estate planning part of it all the way through because Sherry's husband could have possibly done something different, okay, such as maybe increasing his life insurance policy. If he wanted to leave his children something, uh, then it takes there's the life insurance policy, leaving the children something, and then dealing with the married a home. And most times, insurance, life insurances, are the best way or the best estate planning tool out there. So now you got a mortgage. That wasn't planned for. That wasn't dealt with. So there, there's a lot of scenarios here, but we're going to take a break because is okay. looking at me real cra- crazy. Like,
1: yes, yes. Thank God for Leah. Okay. Thank God. And, but our number...
2: <laughs> Is one oh, eight eight four six three six
5: seven four eight. That's one eight
1: eight. Go for it. All right. You'll be yes. back. Eight eight eight. All right. Thank you.
4: Thanks for listening to Mind Your Business Radio, and we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to Facebook.com backslash radio or search Mind Your Business Radio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to your business education station. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click. If filing your own taxes is not for you, we've got you covered. Just click to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free, or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. It's all right here on myowntaxreturn.com. That's myowntaxreturn.com.
0: Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Siler and Althea Debar Johnson.
1: OK, we are back. We are back with my co-host, attorney Althea DeBar Johnson. I promise you guys, this is turning out to be one of my favorite shows out well, there.
0: Um,
1: you. Yeah, you you are. You are just a wealth of knowledge. Now, let's get back to Sherry right quick before we go on to our second email. Um, now, what you think you think that this guy might have made his will when he was single and now he's remarried or what? What? what do you think? What might have gone on? What What's going
2: on here? If he made it when he was single, then in Georgia, your will becomes null and void uh, after you, you get married. So mm-hmm. I'm suspecting, I, I don't know if this is a sheriff is calling or emailing from uh, Georgia or wherever, but I just know that here in Georgia, uh, I'm suspecting that the will was done once they got, once, uh, Sherry and her husband got married.
1: So, oh, okay. Okay.
2: That's, well, that's a lot of questions going on here because hopefully the two children that, uh, received this property, they're not minors. And that's, a, that opened up a, another new set of, uh, uh, issues and problems. So. But,
1: yeah, um, that's true. I hadn't even thought about that. That's why I got an attorney out there Debar bar Johnson.
2: So if Sherry's in in Georgia and needs help, she needs to call me.
1: Yes, yes. Althea, you want to give out your number, by the way, after each one of these scenarios. So if the shoe fits any of our listeners, they can actually get in touch with you. Sure. They can reach me at 404-584-5555. That's
2: my office, 404-584-5555. I'll be glad to help if I can.
1: Absolutely. And if any of you guys ever miss uh, the phone numbers to get in touch with anyone on our show, including us, um, Dr. Flo and attorney Althea, you know, you can always go to our website www.mindyourbizradio.com. That's B.I.Z. Radio If you ever want to send us an email like our listeners have or if you need to get in touch with us because you need some one on one type of information. So so attorney Althea DeBar Johnson. The next email I have is from Harold. He is from Savannah, Georgia, so he's in the state. Um, he wrote that his father just turned 80 years old uh, and has been officially diagnosed by his doctors as having dementia uh, in the early stages of Alzheimer's. Um, he had discovered a few months ago that his father is behind in paying his bills, and it appears that other people have been signing his father's checks. Well, that's just fraud. Okay. And then it says also a substantial amount of money is missing from his bank account. Harold says that his father insists that everything is all right, but cannot explain why his bills are late and uh, where is the, where the missing money is. So Harold wants to know if he should become his father's power of attorney or what, what's going on. Mm. Well, um,
2: Wow. Dr. Flo, it kind of sort of relates to your situation. One of the things I would ask Harold is, um, what is his father' capabilities? Um, just because he's having dementia and he had, he's in the early stages of Alzheimer's doesn't mean that he doesn't have sufficient capacity to understand what's going on with his property his life, his, his situation to um, execute a financial power of attorney and a health care directive. But when Harold is saying in his email that uh, his father's uh, built a late and he doesn't know why and he has missing money and he can't explain it, that to me raises a red flag as far as his cognitive skills are concerned and his capacity to kind of fully understand because most of us going to know why we have missing money.
5: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. most of us
2: going to be aware that we haven't paid some bills in months. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would suggest to Harold, since he, his doctors has diagnosed him with dementia and early stages of Alzheimer's that Harold consider are going to the probate court to become his father's guardian and or conservator. Again, the guardian is, is, is appointed by the probate court to make certain healthcare decisions on behalf of the individual ward. They call them the wards here. And so you're responsible for, uh, talking with the doctors, taking them to doctor appointments, um, getting his medical records, discussing healthcare issues with the with the healthcare professionals, making certain treatment decisions, uh, placement as far as where your father the father gonna live, uh, making those kinds of decisions. If Harold needs to be appointed as conservator, then that gives you certain financial uh, authority. Um, you can um, Take control of his father's assets. Try to figure out what's going on with his creditors. Stabilizes the stabilize the situation. Certainly uh, keep these fraudulent activities from occurring. And maybe even going after the, the folks who um, have um, taking uh, take some money. So that gives how the authority to make certain financial and business decisions on behalf of his father?
1: Well, so. attorney, attorney Johnson, what about um, what is the difference? I heard you saying uh, go to court to be appointed a guardian and conservatory. But what what is the difference between going to court and getting that appointed and just coming to your office and getting a power of attorney document signed?
2: The difference is the capacity of the principal the principal yeah. the principal in this case being Harold's father does he have the capacity to understand what type of documents he is signing why and what what kind of authority he's he's giving up if his father don't understand that then I am not comfortable Preparing documents for Harold's father to prepare to give Harold authority over his father because it's a it's a contract and if he doesn't understand the terms of the contract if he doesn't understand what is he's doing then he doesn't have the capacity to execute a contract and to me that is borderline mm, not only immoral but Fraud in my in my opinion, so now yeah. uh, there's a difference when you have the skills, and capacity, you're cognitively aware of what's going on, and you say this is what I want to do. But him being at this stage is a little touch and go here,
5: mm-hmm.
2: and so he possibly, most likely, would need to file um, certain petitions in the probate court so that he can be in charge of his father's health care and he can be in charge of his father's business affairs that's wow. the difference that
1: There's makes that makes so pro, much
2: from pro, being proactive and and not
1: that, that makes so much sense to me now that makes so much sense to me now so if if your loved one is in their correct mind and it can it cannot be challenged that that loved one is in their correct mind, then go ahead and get power of attorney. But if it seems as though that person is incapacitated in any way and not able to of legal mind sign a power of attorney, you have to go to court then. Yes. Wow.
2: Otherwise, Harold's father has full authority at this point to do whatever he wants to do. So he has full authority over his checking account and other assets and there's nothing that Harold can really do, other than maybe if something is missing because of some um, illegal activity, go to the the um, DA's office. But I think Harold would want to have a little bit more control and to uh, assist his father, uh, because as we know, most times Alzheimer's uh, get progressively worse. They don't; it's not a reversal in the mm. diagnosis. So.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, I see I got a couple more folks that got some serious emails here. Um, and I'm just glad that you guys are actually, um, you know, trying to seek information. Uh, Wendy, um, she moved to Charlotte four years ago with her son, who is now six years old. And at the time of her move, she was estranged from her mother who lives in New Jersey, uh, but last year, Wendy had a stroke at work and her co-workers got her to the hospital um, and they were able to pick up her son from daycare uh, and contact her mother. But her mom came and took care of her and her son for over six months. And Wendy wants to know what should she do if this happens again and how can she protect her son? I think, first of all, she's even fortunate that the daycare even let her mom come and pick her up. Because if you don't even have your... If you're estranged from your mom and don't even have your mom on a list, you know the daycares can be funny about um, you know letting someone come and pick up your child. So, what should she do to prevent? Um, how can she protect her son since so she seems like she's a single mom? So, how can she protect her son? Well, it's a matter of
2: protecting herself and probably and her her son. Uh, I guess Wendy's. Fortunate situation is that a mom came down to help her regardless because I don't know what the, the situation is with with her, her mom and herself that they, they became estranged but again this is another scenario that I see from time to time um, what I would suggest to Wendy that she does is that she now again, uh, execute a financial power of attorney and a healthcare director in the event that this type of situation happens again, because I don't know what uh, Wendy's uh, um, prognosis is. Uh, is there a possibility that it can occur again? So she, that's what she wants to do. She wants to be able to protect herself and has have someone in charge uh, hopefully her mom, to make any type of, of decisions on her behalf. She also wants to make sure she has a life insurance policy in place on her life for the protection of her son. She may want to do, again, a will, and she may want to do a trust. So those are the four things that she might want to consider now that she has. She, what it sounds like, and I'm assuming, that she has the capacity to do. So those are the kind of things you want to put in place. You, you want to have enough life insurance so that if something happens to you, then your son will have enough money for his care afterwards. But you do need the financial power attorney in place, healthcare care director, get, get a will, and uh, maybe a trust.
1: So there's a lot that she needs to work on. Yeah. The other thing now in the will, do you, do you put in the will, uh, who you want to be the guardian of your child? Because it sounds like she's a single mom. So, uh, I was just wondering, maybe we have to deal with that when we come back from the break, but I was just wondering, you know, if you are a single mother and you don't want the father maybe hasn't been involved or for some reason you don't want the father involved, You know how do you protect your child uh, from going to the father's family instead of to your own family? So um, I guess we'll probably have to deal with that. Am I am am I right? My um my intern will have to deal with that after the break. Uh, Sure. So you are listening to Mind Your Business Radio with Attorney Althea Debar Johnson.
3: You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com.
4: Thanks for listening to Mind Your Business Radio. And we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to Facebook.com backslash MindYourBizRadio or search Mind Your Business Radio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to your business education station.
0: Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar Johnson.
1: Okay. So we are back with Attorney Althea DeBar Johnson. And Althea, uh, we were talking about Wendy's email. And it appears as though she's a single mom. And she didn't ask it here, but one of the things when she said, how can she protect her son you know, as a woman, I'm reading into this as well. Uh, since her mom had to come down, I was wondering, uh, what if there are single mothers out there that want to protect their children from going to in-laws or either uh, outlaws? Or, <laughs> or, or, or you know, uh, maybe there's a, a, a dad out there that hasn't been involved in the child's life. Um, how do you protect the court from just saying, okay, little Johnny, is going to live with uh, his father and his family, as opposed to little Johnny winding up with your mother or someone in your family.
2: Well, I always suggest to people that you have a family conversation, so you know what what you want to see or what you want happen to happen um, in the case that your your her son uh, is is left without a parent. I don't know the the father' situation the father may be around may not be around I don't know what the that um situation may be, but she can in her will and trust designate that she wants her son guardian to be her mother or whomever, and she can also in her her will and the trust, set out who is the trustee. Who will be managing the funds uh, after she she's gone? Um, and even if she's incapacitated, she can set that out in her trust as to who she wants the guardian to be and who she wants the trustee to be in the event of her incapacity. Because she may want to make herself the trustee um, of her of of her son or. Uh, someone else. So those are just uh, issues um, and, and matters that we have to think through. It's not as simple as preparing documents. You really have to kind of think the situation through and consider your family dynamics. Everybody has different dynamics that they have to deal with and think about. um I, You know, there's similarities, but usually I find that there's one fact that may turn your situation different from someone else's. So um, just preparing documents is not necessarily enough.
1: And you know what, uh, attorney, you bring up a a good point about preparing documents. One of the reasons, I mean, if I were in this situation, uh, I would definitely seek out an attorney and not just go to office depot or legal zoom because you know in this situation depending on what the situation is with the father you don't want this kind of thing to be able to be contested and actually overturned you know you could find yourself in a position where you as a mom have decided what you want to happen but if the other parent is still alive and you guys are not married or whatever they might contest certain things. And so you want to make sure that the information according to the state is ironclad.
2: As much as possible, as much as possible. So you're right. Uh, again, I, I don't, I'm, a, I'm of the opinion having something is sometimes better than nothing. But what I've, I have a tendency to find is that most time, again, you can tell when folks do their own documents, they are not well thought out. They are not processes that are well um, um, thought thought out. Uh, I've seen wills that people have prepared and they leave off who the name beneficiary of the will is. I've seen uh, wills where the s- subscriber witness is also a beneficiary. And in Georgia, that's a no-no. That means that... You are cut out of the will altogether. So there's a lot of things that can happen um, that you want to see happen, or you, you you think you had the intentions of seeing happen. It doesn't happen because the documents are not prepared properly. Wow. And again, you haven't thought the whole process through. It's asking the certain certain questions of my clients so that they can at least have a thought or or at least think about it and have discussions with the other family members, then you come to actually preparing the documents.
1: Well, you know, attorney, this is, like I said, this is why people need to get in touch with you. I I have another email I want to try to get in um, before your time is short because this is such important information. I know I have clients that say this all the time, so if you don't mind, I'd like to read this one. Paul emailed and asked, why does he need an estate plan? Cause he doesn't even have any assets to pass to anyone. And I, I get this all the time. So do you mind responding to Paul?
2: And, and Dr. Flo, I get this all the time too. I don't have anything, especially amongst young people. I don't have any assets to, to pass on. Well, to me, your biggest asset is you. So you're trying to obtain an education. So you, Somewhere eventually down the down the line, if you're in college or you're going to technical school, your situation, your financial situation is gonna get gonna get better. Okay, mm-hmm. so you need to plan for that. Estate planning is about financial planning as well.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So your biggest asset for one, number one is yourself. Your other biggest asset, uh, and other than your education, your career. Your career choices. But the other asset is you do have, I, I say you have assets. If you have a car, if you have a one k if you have a home, if you have a check-in or savings account, if you have antiques, uh, fine art, then you have an asset. Mm. Yeah, consider and and, and to think about where are these assets going? If you have children, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do with your children that you you claim you love so much and care for? Why wouldn't you have an exit strategy just in the event something happens to you? Mm -hmm. If if you being if you consider yourself the uh, the largest asset if something happens to you, then who do you want to charge to make those important decisions about you?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in other words, so even if you don't have any assets to put in a trust, or let's just say, you know, you're, you're living as minimal as possible. What you're saying out there is you could become incapacitated. You could, you know, uh, and of course, you know, who is going to then be responsible? Who's going to be your power of attorney? Who is going to do your health care directive? Who is going to make decisions on your behalf? Yes. You being your own largest asset.
2: Do you want to leave that to the state? Or do you want to make that decision? Do you want to pick that person who's going to help you? And again, I can't stress this enough because I do represent incapacitated Young adults. Because I just got through maybe a couple of months ago representing a 25-year-old who was a professional horse rider. He fell off the horse. The horse stepped on his head. He was brain dead. Oh. His mother had to go to the probate court to become his guardian and conservator because he was over 18 Mm -hmm. And she could not automatically make any decisions about his hair, health care, medical treatment, or where he's going to be placed after surgery and after his hospital visit. She had to go to the probate court to become his guardian and conservator. He was only 25 years old. Oh, wow. So these things don't only happen to older people. They happen to it can happen to any of us and we all need a a strategy here a plan of action
1: wow will you bring up a point about someone becoming disabled like if 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 you are a caregiver for someone disabled you know how can you help how can you help the disabled person you know put in place what they need to put in place
2: it just depends on the mental capacity of that person. I mean, I can be disabled, but I still have the, the cognitive skills to make some decisions so I can ask that uh, my sister or my husband or whomever to be my, my um, agent. But if they don't have that capacity, again, What I, I, what I see is a lot of us, we kind of move right along until we hit a wall. And then once we hit the wall because we can't no longer take care or speak on behalf of that individual, then you have to go to the probate court to become that person's guardian and or conservator. But that's the unfortunate situation because that person doesn't have the mental capacity. But when you, if you have the mental capacity, you still can make some plans and arrangements yourself. So,
1: okay. So if we find ourselves in a position of being a caregiver, we need to go ahead and get those arrangements made sooner than later. So, sooner
2: than later, you need to have a conversation with the family members as to what do you want to see happen here. And and it's, a, it's curious about capacity. um, And it, that's just a simple matter of having that conversation and then making some decisions about it.
1: Okay, so Attorney Althea DeBar Johnson, please, 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 please let people know how to get in touch with you.
2: You can get in touch with me at my office at 404-584-5555. That's 404-584-5555.
1: Okay, everybody, mind your business listeners. We have had a wonderful time. With my co-host, attorney Althea DeBar Johnson, I just felt very strongly that it was time for us to answer some of these timely uh, emails, and it just so happened that I find myself in the same predicament today. So those of you all who are out there who pray, please pray for myself and my family. Um, But attorney Althea DeBar Johnson, I appreciate you more than you even know.
2: And I appreciate you too, Dr. Floyd, and I pray for you and your family.
1: Okay, you've been listening to Mind Your Business Radio. We'll be back next week at uh Live on Location, eating some sweets. This is Mind Your Business Radio, your business. Your life. Your, your, your family. family. Your <laughs> life. <laughs> I love you, girl. I love you, too. <laughs>